Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Schaap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. By MinnowsPlus.com. From baits to waiters, if it helps you catch a fish, they have it. And now, from the Short Grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am Trey Schaap. Glad you are with us. Well, it's Open Week. The 149th Open is here. The British Open, or the Open Championship, as some like to call it, going to be played this year at Royal St. George's in the United Kingdom. Shane Lowry is the defending champion. He won in 2019 at Royal Portrush. After successive opening rounds of 67, he was tied at 8-under with J.B. Holmes. Lowry then shot a 63 on Saturday for a new course record to lead by four strokes at the end of the third round. He ended up winning the tournament by six shots ahead of Tommy Fleetwood. And Lowry has held the Claret Jug for two years due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which postponed the 2020 edition of the Open Championship. So it will be interesting to see if Shane Lowry can repeat and win the Open Championship this year, and he would have the Claret Jug for three years before he has to return it next year. If you want to watch the 2021 Open Championship on television, here is where you can do it. You're going to have to get up very early on Thursday and Friday. Set your alarm clock. 3 o'clock Central Standard Time, the Golf Channel in the morning will begin their coverage of the Open Championship. It will end at 2 o'clock on Thursday, July the 15th. On Friday, it will start at 3 a.m. and end at 2 o'clock in the afternoon again on Golf Channel. And then Saturday and Sunday, the Golf Channel and NBC split their coverage. It starts at 4 a.m. and runs till 6 o'clock on Golf Channel. And then at 6 a.m., NBC picks up their coverage all the way till 2 p.m. Then Sunday, it starts at 3 a.m. on the Golf Channel and goes until 6 a.m. And then at 6 a.m., NBC picks up the coverage and carries it until 1 p.m. And we will know who the champion golfer of the year is around 12.50, 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And you can see it all on NBC and Golf Channel. I love watching the British Open. Seeing the players have to deal with the elements and the wind and the rain that you typically get from Scottish link style golf. It's neat to see them struggle at times, but it's also neat to see them battle the elements and conquer. And that's what I'm looking forward to this year with the Open Championship. I hope you enjoy watching it as well. Before we get to part two of Carl Jackson in this episode of From the Shortgrass, I want to tell you about Blackman Auctions. 
You can find them on the web at blackmanauctions.com. Coming up on July 30th at 9 a.m., Greer's Ferry Lake Real Estate Auction, 399 Miller Point Drive in Quitman, Arkansas. This beautiful lake property will be offered at auction along with the two tracks or lots of land that are on either side. These adjacent properties provide a buffer to the main property, and one has white line or Corps of Engineer frontage on Greer's Ferry Lake. So if you want to get up to Quitman, Arkansas, and see this beautiful land, contact John Doss at Blackman Auctions. You can give him a call at 501-584-4410. We're back with part two of our sit-down with Carl Jackson after this. Stay with us. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. It's time for part two of our sit-down interview with Carl Jackson. As we did in our last episode, there's only one proper way to introduce Mr. Jackson. Four, please. Carl Jackson, now driving. Everything that Ben Crenshaw had to go through that week leading up to the Masters, and you saw something in his swing. If you don't bring that up to him... I mean, we gone, we gone for the, you know, we don't make the cut. But, you know, he, he, he's in, now he's leaving, he's out of the funeral. He's talking to his dad and brother and saying, I got something. He knew. Yeah, he knew. He knew he had an angel on his shoulder, if you will. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Pinnock had the best seat in well, the house for that one. Well, you know, and I, I think what you, what they mean about that, but all the, all the instructions that Mr. Mr. Pinnock done laid on him over the years. Now I'm now I'm saying saying something that brought him back. I'm not trying to give him a lesson, but remember your position. You know, remember what you're taught. So Jack Stevens is chairman at the time when he wins. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you and Mr. Jack Stevens had a very good relationship. Yeah, at Augusta National. When uh-huh. when did you first meet Mr. Jack? Stevens and and how did that relationship form? Nineteen sixty one in Augusta. Uh, at the time, um, uh, it was the caddy master and you know the golf pros. They was getting flack from Mister Roberts about me being on on the grounds. You know that kid should be in. In the end of the season of nineteen sixty, I had caddied for a friend of Mister Stevens that named Gilbert Swanson. And Jim Dent catted for Mr. Stevens. And um, so the next season opened up, and Mr. Stevens, you know, I don't know the exact date that he became a member, but I remembered him being on the list in February. We opened in October. You know, again, it opened in October, but in February, 
they have what they call the Washington birthday party. And it's usually a small group of members because the weather's a little bit cold. It's not just a whole lot, you know, you mean, if you had 35 people, it was, you know, it was a success. And I saw Mr. Stevens' name on the list, and I didn't, you know, that's when I realized he had become a member, and I went to the catamaster and uh, asked him, you know, could I, you know, caddy for Mr. Stevens? But then he told me, he said, well, Mr. Stevens have a caddy, but he's not here today. I'm going to let you caddy for him today. And uh, when Holloman comes, there was a caddy, you know, old caddy, and when he, when he gets here, you, you know, you're going to have to give him the bag. And I said, okay, you know, Mr. Stevens, I caddy for him that day. He paid me well, <laughs> and I'm back there the next morning. And not knowing if Holland was going to come or not. And um, the caddy master, you know, mad and fussing. <laughs> but he said, you take the take the bag. You know, but call Holland and get here before y'all tee off. You got to give him the bag. Okay. But anyway, Mr. Stevens, is, you know, we out there in front of the clubhouse uh, hitting practice balls. And here comes Holland across the practice field. Miss Stevens didn't see him. At Harlem, then he goes down the road in the caddy houses to the north at Mr. Stevens' back, and Harlem goes in the caddy house and uniforms up. Now he's coming out the caddy house, coming to the practice tee, and I just emptied, you know, put my towel down, you know, took the tees out, and I said, Mr. Stevens, thank you for everything, and Harlem is coming to get your bag. He said, Miss Stevens said, you stay right there. And Harlem, for being late, uh, was was not the first time, evidently. And so he lost the bag. Uh, he peeled off a few bills and gave Harlem and said, "Call is my caddy, caddy now." Bingo, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> then he immediately took care of the problem with uh, Mr. Robertson. Uh, said that you know I'll see that car get his GED. He could work out a situation. Uh, he basically took you under his wing. Sure he did. He, I mean, he he even offered, you know, he made offers. He was trying to bring me out of my situation and offered going in business with, with my daddy, which was a swift no, you know. He, he, he'd never been there in my life. So, um, but, you know, he, he, made, he made a way for me. When did you first meet his son, Warren Stevens? I was now coming to Arkansas to work in the summer for Mr. Stevens and, 68 and 69 and 70 and Warren might say something different but I remember meeting him with his dad at the golf course and he was just a little boy uh, out with his dad and I I think it was 1969 but I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> was that at Country Club of Little Rock? Yes. No, he's, he's my boss. You've seen some of the greats come through Augusta National. I mean, you were there with Lee Elder Yeah. in his time. Yes. At Augusta National, mm-hmm. and now they have him as an honorary starter. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Being a man who came from where you came from, poverty and all, mm-hmm. slavery and all, in that part of the country, mm-hmm. to see a black man now as an honorary starter at Augusta National has to bring pride to you, I would well, think. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm on, on record as saying. When Leela made it to the Masters, I made it a point to be out on the first tee because I wanted to see the expression on some of the, you know, members' face. And uh, then in, in being interviewed afterwards, someone said, what did you see? I said, I saw hope. I mean, you know, we we just got good and, you know, life is, life is either 
good or evil, righteous or unrighteous. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a middle road. It's either you're on one side or the other, and it's not, it's not just a particular people. It's all people, whether you're black or white or whatever, you know. You know, you have the righteous and the unrighteous. You have, you have the good ones and you have the not, not so good. When you first saw Tiger Woods mm-hmm. walk out to Augusta National, and obviously he wins in 97, and then Augusta National starts making a lot of changes to the golf course. Yeah. And they made changes from time to time, but yeah. not that drastically. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm going to back up to um, 96. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben wins in 95. From 1976 to all the, all of the competitive years, I uh, designed the drill that Ben would do on the greens. Uh, I, know I would choose you know, where the holes might be. But in 1976, uh, 1996, Tiger plays two rounds with Ben, and we both missed the cut. And Tiger is after he's finished. He now he's worse, no he's in a hurry to get to the airport in his in his you know the, the transportation. But he stays around long enough to say, "Carl, thank you for what you did." You know, thank you. He said those pins were exactly where you say it was going to be. And and sure enough, you know, I'm saying Ben hit every putt that Ben hit, which we call the drill. And that's the drill. We went through it every you know every Masters. In the practice round, every putt being hit, Tiger followed him for those 36 holes. And he came back, and he was ready for him. And they saw the, the change, the first change they made is you never saw that subtle, that, that 18 set of pins again to this day. <laughs> you know, I think he hit the ball so close to the hole that, you know, uh, when it came down to the to defense of the courses or the greens. It had to have been cool to see him win. Yeah. And he's won plenty of times since. Yes. When Mr. Stevens decided to build an exclusive private golf club out in West LaRock, he knew he wanted to have a caddy program. Mm-hmm. What was the conversation like about you becoming the caddy master at Elotion? The conversation between him and Dan Snyder, and um, I was um, on the tour. I, 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 1990, I went on the tour until to the year 2000. I had been sick. I got sick in 2000, and and I'm recovering from that. And understand that he was he was looking for me. You know, he was concerned, wanted to know if he could help in any way. And then, um, as I recovered uh, by 2003, you know, I get the call that you know, well, that's what he wanted to do. When you look at that place that he built, some say patterned after Augusta National, he wants it to be an experience, mm-hmm. not only for the members, but for their guests as well Yeah, when they come out there. Yes. Do you see it that way? Sure. You know, it's, you know, wide fairways, wide, wide open fairways. Um, you don't have, I mean, like Augusta, you don't have a, a whole lot of level stances, you know, the fairways. But, um, but the greens are very exciting to me. They are tougher to learn than Augusta. And I think uh, the members and I guess really enjoyed it. But you can just tell it's a special piece of property overlooking the reservoir there. And, and um, a lotion has. Mr. Roberts made, you know, he did a lot of beautifying Augusta with 
put flower trees and azaleas and all that, but a lotion has its natural beauty. I mean, it's nature beauty, whatever you want to call it. That's a very, very special piece of property. He started the Jackson T. Stevens Charitable Golf Tournament out there. Yeah. The first person to come in and put on a clinic was Tiger Woods. Yeah. You were his caddy that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I, I supported Tiger that day. Uh, I know you've been next to great golfers in mm-hmm. your career, but arguably the best ever. And I say arguably because there yeah, are going to be some people that say Jack Nicholas or Arnold Palmer, yeah. and I get that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But arguably the best, Tiger Woods, you're mm-hmm. from me to you right now. Oh, yeah. You're holding oh, yeah. his bag. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I think I at one point I, while I was on the tour, I was being considered as Tiger's caddy. But, you know, that happened for fluff for whatever reasons. But. Man, could you imagine what if you would have gotten hooked up with Tiger and been his caddy? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you know, some things, you know, I, that might have played into the situation. I mean, being being, being Tiger's uh, captain on the Ryder Cup team and all that, you know, and, and uh, I, I had no reason to walk away from being, you know, this honor between, between friends. I mean, Ben, ben and I are close like, like family. You're a member of the Arkansas Golf Association Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Mr. Stevens, Zach Stevens, and his tutoring of me, or whatever he said, his words were, get the job done. Get the job done. So I figured, you know, I, I got the job done. But the other thing he would say, and all the time you say, well, amount to something in life. So he threw down that challenge and, you know, from what was in front of me, I, I tried to amount to something. What does Warren Stevens mean to Carl Jackson? <laughs> uh, I Besides mean, being your boss. Well, I'm one side, you know, in the golf world, I don't think people know how hard I seek. God, the Word of God, and the Word of God teaches, um, you know, uh, to to have respect to those that have the rule over you. Well, <clears throat> in my in my daily life, one Stephen writes my check. It means it means, and 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 then my pastor. You know, they have they had a rule over me. You know, he's he's watching over he's watching over my soul. And I, uh, Warren Stevens being ten years my younger and everything, he's my boss. And I give him that respect because that's the type of person he was when he, he was a boy or or is today. I mean, so. It means it means a whole lot to me. Last question. If you had to do it all over again, from growing up in Augusta when you were 14 years old, caddying, mm-hmm. dropping out of school, mm-hmm. would you change anything? No, destiny was, you know, God was with me. Um, and... Um, uh, you can't. My life 
jet setting with a billionaire and adapting to what I could do as we moved to different places in the country, I got a great education. You got an education that's not taught in the classroom. <laughs> that's right. It was an education in life and life lessons. Mr. Jackson, thanks so much for your time. You're welcome, Trey. It's good to see you. Good to see you as well. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Before we get into our weekly rules segment with our PGA Master Professional, Adam Carney, I want to tell you about Minnows Plus. MinnowsPlus.com. They have everything you could possibly need for hunting and fishing, and they are now a proud frog tog dealer. That is correct. They now offer frog togs outerwear. Go check them out. MinnowsPlus.com. They've got deer corn. They've got it all. MinnowsPlus.com. Not just fishing, everything outdoors. And now with our weekly rules segment, here's PGA Master Professional Adam Carney. Adam, the USGA and the RNA a couple of years ago changed the rule now to where when you're on the putting green, you can live, leave the flagstick in the hole while you putt. Before, it, it had to be out. I mean, we've seen um, shots where you might have to have a green that is so big that you have an edge of a green that you have to go over or something, so you'll take a wedge to mm -hmm. try and chip. But you've got to make sure that that flagstick is going to be out of the hole before the ball goes in, before it's hold. Right. Now – you can leave it in if you want. And I think it's kind of ironic that last year we had COVID happen, the pandemic, and golf kind of got a boost from it. But the fact that the rule was in place that you could leave the flagstick in, can you imagine what it would have been like if there was no rule about leaving the flagstick in, but yet, oh, you can't touch it because it might have COVID on it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that would have – I mean, I think at the recreational level we'd have just said, hey – Leave them in. Just in. Don't worry about it. But at tournament play, and, and and yeah, tournament play at the highest level, I you know, I think there would have been a real struggle to determine how they were going to do that. I mean, would they have gone to the extent of canceling events because of that rule, or would they have come to common sense? Caddies a glove or something to pull it out. Yeah, I mean, something. I don't know I, what you would I, do. I don't know. Um, yeah, that that rule's changed different. Um, to be honest, from a from a personal standpoint, I just cannot get used to it. Um, I mean, I, I can have an 80 footer and I'm going to have somebody attend the flagstick still, mm -hmm. um, you know, 15, 20 footer, uh, I gotta have that. I have no chance. It's psychologically, I mean, I'm 50 years old. I've, I've played this game since I was about eight. 
Um, I just can't get used to the flag stick being in the hole. But then there were some tournaments last year, and specifically the State Am last year at Hot Springs Country Club, where on the rule sheet it said you cannot remove the flag stick. Mm-hmm. So a sunny day, mm-hmm. a windy day, mm-hmm. you've got a five-foot putt, mm-hmm. and the shadow of the flag and the flag, it, it, the flag stick is ice. Uh, it's moving right over your golf ball. Right. I could see a distraction there. Yeah, and I do too. Um, and I go back for for me, and and I, back to your scenario at at the AM. I mean, that's that's an illustration of common sense saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna host this event because we still want to identify the best amateur player in the state of Arkansas this year." And even though you know, if the rules didn't allow for that to happen, or actually the rules do allow for it to be removed, but you can't. I think that's a situation where you say, hey, let's let common sense take over. Um, and this is probably a good opportunity for me to say um, at the club level, um, I think common sense should take over. Um, I've known golf professionals that have lost their jobs or put their jobs in jeopardy, you know, enforcing a rule. Uh, for example, a five-day member guest, four-day member guest, player breaches a rule that's disqualification, and, you know, it happens to be the partner of the club president and you're disqualified for the rest of the week and you've paid a $1,500 entry fee and, hey, thanks for coming. And, you know, <laughs> more <laughs> the chance. So, and, and, and you know, I, Bob Ralston and I used to go round and round about that. And I, I, I told Bob, I said, look, I, what's more important? You know, my livelihood as a golf professional or, you know, saying, look, you breached rural golf. I mean, something that grounds for disqualification, I, I, under those circumstances on recreational golf, I would I would say, hey, if I'm a golf professional, hey, look, we're just going to modify that to a two-stroke penalty or a loss of pull if it's a match play or whatever. I think the the flag stick for me, I think why one of the reasons it's it's okay is because the rules still state that the flag stick has to be circular in nation in in nature and it cannot be square. Um, so the thought process of okay, hey, I've got this four-foot putt. And I can just hit it a little bit harder because I'm going to hit the flag stick and it's going to drop. Um, I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you don't hit it dead center, it's going to bounce out. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Bob Ross, some of the best advice um, I've ever gotten for those listeners that don't know who Bob is. Bob oh, is legend. Ab- absolutely legend. Uh, we lost him last year. Um, but uh, one of the great PGA members of the state of Arkansas in the South Central section and, frankly, PGA of America um, exceptional player, great sportsman, just greedy competitor, but still never afraid to help, you know, a fellow competitor out, you know, on the practice green after a round, before a round. And I remember one time we were talking about chipping. You know, most people would leave the flag stick in the hole when they were chipping, maybe downhill or at all times. And Bob said, you know, Adam, the flag stick does two things. He said it shows you where the hole is and he keeps your ball out of it. And I've always lived by that since he told me because I, I tend to agree with that mm-hmm. basically kind of going back to the fact that the, the, the flag stick is circular in nature so um i personally remove the flag stick pretty much whenever i, I just can't get used to a ball going into the hole with the flag stick and i even if i'm out playing recreationally with some friends and i see it happen and my heart jumps for a second i'm like oh he just got two stroke penalty you know it's <laughs> but um yeah i mean i'm fine with that i think it's again maybe kind of goes back to a pace of play issue kind of goes back to just you know a guy out playing golf because now now i can go out and play by myself and turn in a score for handicap purposes and so for handicap purposes we we want to make sure that you're playing by the rules of golf mm-hmm. right 
Um, you know, so I, I don't have a problem with that. It's definitely a change. It's definitely something that's very, very different. You know, I can remember a situation where Seve Ballesteros years ago, he would have the flag stick attended, say, on, on eight-foot putts um, on occasion because if the caddy was attending the flag stick, it changed the putt to where it was completely in shadow instead of partially in shadow or not in shadow. And he used that as – because we, we hate putting through shadows. Right. We hate putting, you know, when, you know, there's partial shadow and, you know – and because you can't see as well, but if if everything's the same light wise, right, right, and Seve would do that, um, which is not taking. I mean, it's it's knowing the rules is not taking advantage of the rules. Well, and sometimes if you have a caddy tending the flag stick, mm-hmm. he could stand on one certain side of the hole and he could put his feet at a certain spot, and that could be your aiming point. Could be. It's still a breach. You know, if 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 you're caddying for me and you're attending the flag stick, and I say, hey Trey, why don't you? step about three inches further to the right because i want to aim at your left foot well i could see that being a breach but if if the caddy just has this sense that telepathically that you're on the same page (laughs) and he just happens to stand somewhere yeah you never know i mean i'm not going to sit here and say that i've had a caddy attend a flag stick and I all of a sudden realize that where he's standing is right where I need to hit is, it. Yeah, like you know, the outside of the toe of his left shoe is actually the line I need to aim. Um, I'm not gonna say I've never done that, and it's within the rules. But having a conversation about having where a to conversation, stand, right? That is that, a that's breach. that's gonna be a breach. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. If you've got a question on the rules of golf, email us from the shortgrass at gmail.com. That will do it for this edition of From the Shortgrass. I leave you with this great quote: "Gone golfing." Be back at dark 30. Remember to always fix your ball marks on the green and a couple of more, and I hope to see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. From the Short Grass is brought to you by minnowsplus.com and Blackman Auctions. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.